Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. I could have went, but nobody would know that was. There you go. I know them all. That's because of our wonderful guest. Oh, I know. Keep on, keep on. Still my being. I don't care. You're already binged. I did bing, and then do to dude. Did you do it? It is Tuesday, April nineteenth. Yay. The day before 420. I we've dropped the ball this year. We don't have a 420 show going on this year. Did we have one last year? We did. Oh, you remember mean, it like, didn't for us or for for us like other stuff. My show got canceled in Pigeon Forge. Oh no! Mm, I was supposed to be in Pigeon Forge tomorrow, but. I'm just going to go watch Jen Snyder at in Scruffy City Hall. She'll be there. So uh, the Tennessee le- legislature is trying to ban Delta 8. They have a... Of course they of are. Of course they are. Uh, there's a vote coming up. I believe it's June. June or July. And they're changing up the rules, of course, with that. So uh, write your legislatures. Tell them not to ban Delta 8. Tell them to legalize marijuana. Yeah. And uh, legalize crime. Legalize crime? Yeah, I got a weed shirt that says legalize crime. It's big pot leaf. Mm, Because we're criminals? Yes, we are. We're not criminals. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Get pulled over with enough of it and see how they treat you. (laughs) They'll treat you like you're a star. (laughs) They'll give you a special room. Maybe I can get some They'll rest. They'll take your special then. autograph. <laughs> Once you introduce and a our photo. guest, I'm so stinging excited. Our guest, I am is too. You've been talking her up for a while. Twitch partner extraordinaire, and I met her. I'm. I met her before she even was doing that for like real. She might have been doing it, but when I first met her, she was working in Pigeon Forge at the uh, Chamber of Commerce and writing things for them and it was sad because she'd get in trouble for using too big words. <laughs> and I don't think that was the job for her. But I met her because her co-workers coerced her into cutting her hair off. And I don't know if she's ever forgiven me, but I've really loved her ever since. And I want to introduce Continue. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Okay, I want to hear the Chamber of Converse. Oh, we can totally talk about it. Just, just a little bit. No names, but what was the word? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, So I started. I worked there for for a few years, and uh, the reason why they 
coerced me into getting my hair cut, which actually I loved, and I'm very <laughs> glad you did. But at the time, I was very frustrated. They like they hated my hair because it was damaged, and so for my birthday, they were they were kind enough to let me know that my hair looked awful and I needed. These were to the people cut. that you worked with. Yes, huh. but one of them was very sweet, and I think that's why I ended up with Gail because I think if it would have been up to the other. She probably would have just cut my hair off in a corner. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. That was, was weird. What was the word you got in trouble for? I'm just curious. Oh, it was just a lot of things. I'd get, my grammar was constantly being corrected, even though, like, part of my job was editing. Um, I would edit something, and then my boss would go back and be like, no, 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 no. This is, this is not correct. And I'm like, that's the wrong form of there. We don't. We need to, you know, not look redneck. Like, let's make this correct. And she would then go back later and tell our other boss that I had made all these mistakes when they would point them out. So she was a lot of fun. She was a lot of fun. That was terrible. And I have no problem talking about this. That's not a good look. I talk about her on stream all the time. Oh, (laughs) cool. Well, good. Well, good. For the severe county government, it's not a good look. Well, so to be fair, the, the Pigeon Forge Chamber has its own private charter oh, um because that makes sense yeah it's so the edge of board. yeah it was uh it was purchased so it's privately owned and it's different than the tourism council or whichever one it is but um it operates in the same manner that a chamber of commerce would operate in the sense that they still collect fees and they still do advertisements and everything like that but it is privately owned so they get away with a lot more than they probably should that makes me like it even less yes <laughs> politicking, politicking. But, but I did love my job, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot from my job. So, well, I learned from her job and her doing it that for most news publications, they make you dumb down your writing to a sixth grade level so that most, the majority of people, can understand what you're writing. I thought it was more like the third grade level. Sixth, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's typically it's, sixth. Mm. They so. really hated the word myriad. Yeah. Uh, they hated. <laughs> there were a lot of words that he just did not like that were like my favorite words. And they were like, no, people don't know what those mean. I'm like, okay. We'll try that it's again. It's really sad. Rah! It's 2022. <laughs> to be fair use was, google it was quite a few years ago if you think about it it was like 2015 yeah there's still google yeah exactly there was still google okay well, if you don't know what a word means ago. what do you do well, what do you, what do you do yeah. i ask the stream <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to do it i use a dumb dictionary at like olden days wait do you pull out a physical dictionary i have one but oh. i mean now i google if i'm you know because it's right there but i have one upstairs i pull out and at thesaurus sometimes i like the physical act of do doing too. it sometimes i do too <laughs> you know i've got the elderlies i don't know what y'all want from me I, i'm all i've been it. waiting this whole time to not have to worry about being hot like when do i get to not be you've always hot? been hot though when do I get to not be? You've always been hot. Physically hot, always been hot or too. well, now or, it's hot flashes. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward which to is that. all the time. So you look forward to the hot flashes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, talk to me about the streaming and Twitch because I know absolutely nothing about it. So explain it to me like I'm five. Okay. And how you got started? Your 
just how this all came about. Okay, be very careful with me because I'll just ramble. We don't care. We love that. <laughs> yeah, uh, see how beautiful I'm used to it. This girl is. Do you see? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. All right. When she, fr- I know it's she her reminds story, me of a, but I'm gonna tell of another her. friend. <laughs> it's her story, but I'm telling it for. Her. I don't even care. But I don't know because there's a lot of things I don't know if she even remembers because it's so far in the past but she's gorgeous she's always been gorgeous thank you and she used to stream in a mask and i was like what are you doing you're so freaking beautiful why are you so well i just i don't know i mean there was a time that it was very she was very mysterious i'm surprised her name wasn't mysterio it was well so i had first started and i was making youtube content which i sucked at because i can't edit to save my life um also can we we can swear right yeah okay you can fuck yes you can swear you can do any whatever you want (laughs) okay so um and that's actually why i ask uh when i started doing youtube content i was working at the chamber it was after i had started seeing you um that i started doing more youtube content but um i swore a lot and i knew that the chamber would look down on it and the city would look down on it and again even though the chamber's not technically owned by the city it still had a very strong presence and i didn't want to get in trouble and so i didn't show my face i told no one where I lived not even the state I was very uptight with it which at the time didn't really matter that much because not a lot of people were around so it it wasn't a huge deal but like even even later on like we would she would take pictures and even when I was showing my face I would still cover it because I didn't want people to know where I was but I wanted to show my hair off it was very very secretive for a while your hair is gorgeous by the way it's rainbow i know that people can't see it right now but it's i love it thank you i couldn't maintain that i only wash it like once a blue moon and i learned a lot from gail doing my hair for years so yeah she has a new she we're in a poly relationship so she has a new new relationship energy hairdresser which is okay because she had to suffer through ulta for a little bit and Mm -hmm. he seems to be a cool cat he's very cool yeah he's he's Mm -hmm. very cool i think you guys would get along amazingly oh i'm sure probably i've thought about going back full time because i get bored and but then comedy something happens and i go oh i wouldn't be able to do this and you're killing it right like you're doing every time i see something you're like doing shows and doing shows i'm not doing enough shows Mm -hmm. like i'm not where i want to be at all but it's just slow but steady wins the race you know so it's exciting traveling out of town yeah it's gonna make you upset shutting that window well yeah or the blind part but you've it's got it puts a beautiful I know but on you. also I love your hair <laughs> is I it natural see. it is it's this is my fabulous. COVID hair do you know how much well I mean she knows she like, knows do you know how much money people would pay to have their hair look like that do you know how much money I paid to have my hair look like <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm very happy with it now I was not so happy with it when we first did it just because of it just it just looked weird, you know, mm-hmm. to me. And now I've gotten used to it, and I love it now. She was blonde, and we would put colors in it all the time. And then she was like, "I think I want to go out back gray." So then I did it gray. 
I just remember my mother going gray and she had the skunk line because she Mm -hmm. would dye her hair red. And I just knew that I could not maintain red hair forever or colored hair forever. And uh, I asked Gail, well, what do you think? Can we do this? She's like, yeah, let's just see what it looks like. And (laughs) yeah. That's, I've That's always. Great. I'm pretty sure I used to tell you too that the second my hair started looking like my mom's naturally, that I was going to let it just go because mm-hmm. her hair is so pretty. Her mom's mm-hmm. is very pretty. It's a beautiful color, gray. It's very long, or it was. I haven't seen her in a yeah. hot minute. And now me and a bunch of women on TikTok have all band together, and it's now gray talk. Yes. And, uh, yeah. I need to follow you on TikTok. Yes, you do. Yes, I need to follow you too. Tonsils on TikTok. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> That's fabulous. I love it. That's her fet life name as well. Ninety six. Okay, so you were doing YouTube content. Oh yeah, so sorry. Uh, what kind of content were you doing? Uh, gaming content. Can you explain to me what that sure. is? So um, I would play video games, and at the time, again, I didn't show my face, so I would just record myself talking while I was playing the game. Would you tell stories or? A- how does that work? We- so at the time, um, because I was so secretive, I was kind of careful about what I said. So typically it was about what was going on in the game. So I played, for instance, a lot of um, this little survival game that was cartoonish um, that was called Don't Starve. And you would like run around and collect stuff and like try to build up things. And then over time it would get more difficult. So I would talk about like, oh, like I really like this element because it reminds me of this but I'd be really careful about what I said again because I don't want people to know so I would just talk about what was going on in the game kind of just you know what it related to or whatever um and a lot of people when they do YouTube content like that will edit it and they'll do some really cool like scene changes or explosions or whatever and I couldn't edit so it was just me basically talking for 30 minutes and then playing games in the back well in the foreground because that was just it for the time being and how did you find twitch um some friends of mine were doing a charity event and like we had heard of twitch kind of like you know in the background um at the time it was it had changed to twitch but before that it was called uh, justin tv um which was people live streaming everything from movies that were totally you know you're not supposed to do that um to gameplay, to just whatever. Like it was the pioneer, it was one of the pioneers of the streaming service. And um, at the time, like people would just go on and do whatever. And they were moving, by the time it became Twitch and I got over there, it had moved primarily to gameplay at that point. And some of my friends were doing charity streams. And I went over and I was like, oh, this is really cool. So, um, when we had locked in the name continue we did lock it in on twitch because it was kind of going around but i didn't want to do it i was terrified the idea of people being able to come in and say whatever they wanted at any point in time like that's that's really scary but then like i said i saw my friends doing charity events and i was like i want to do that that is what i want to do i don't want to like i at the time i didn't want to do it full time i didn't really care about like i never thought i'd do it full time Um, The partnership program had just come out like not too long before and the goals to become the requirements to become partner were so astronomical that like it didn't seem reachable in the slightest. But knowing that you could go online and raise money for something that you were really passionate about really drove me into it. And from there, it was just a headlong dive 
in. How does the money work? In so it's it's a little bit it's changed over the years. Um, initially, the way that it worked was you had your partners, and your partners had a subscription button. And the subscription button is different than a YouTube subscription button. A YouTube subscription button is like, you know, you follow the channel and you get updates when the person goes live. Whereas Twitch has a follow button that does that. And then a subscription button is a pay per month kind of thing, like like Hulu or Spotify mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, and then the partner would get payout um payouts are different based on your contract um and it's different now and i'll kind of explain that in a minute but like when when i first started only partners had the subscription button and the only other way that you would get paid was through um having like a paypal link and people would just tip money um there's a, a lot of controversy about whether or not it's tipping or donating I still say if you're not a 501c3, you shouldn't be calling it donating, but that's besides the point. Um, and uh, so you would get paid through people just tipping. And then over the years, companies came around and started doing things with subscriptions. And they were there were things, you know, like Patreon now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so Patreon was one that we used. We used another company that doesn't exist anymore called GameWisp, and they could subscribe there. Um, they you know, and you could set it up to different things. So, for instance, when I had my Patreon, my Patreon people got so many votes each six weeks, each month, to determine my hair color. And then I would go into Gale, and I would okay. be like, "This is the col- these are the colors they voted on. Do whatever." And that's kind of how I did that for the time being, up until they started rolling out other programs, and until I got partnered. And then once I got partnered. Um, you're given a contract, which can be evaluated at the end of each year, if you so choose, based on the length of your contract. And you can still receive PayPal tips. You can still do basically anything else other than there is an exclusivity contract where you can only live stream on Twitch. So I can't live stream gaming content on TikTok. I can't you know, live stream other locations. Um, but each contract is different based on a bunch of different factors and they have changed it so contracts aren't exactly the same but your payout could be anything from like a 50 50 a 60 40 um, you know anything like that a 70 30 um, and so at the time that was how it was it was 4.99 a month and you just subscribed um, and then if you for instance wanted to give a sub to someone else we would buy things like subway gift cards because twitch would take those or like certain gift cards they would take and you would just give those people the gift card number and then they would subscribe to the channel for a month using that gift card which was pretty cool um over time they changed it and one of the first things that they did was twitch was acquired by amazon and when amazon did the acquisition they rolled out a program called twitch prime and Twitch Prime was basically, uh, if you had an Amazon Prime subscription, you got all kinds of really cool stuff at the time. So one of the things you got was a free subscription to any Twitch channel that had a subscription button. So at the time, it was just partners. We saw our numbers explode. Because by this point, I was partnered. Sub numbers skyrocketed. They also got rid of ads. So ad reviewing was rolled out if you were a, an Amazon prime subscriber um and you got the twitch prime sub and then they offered like free games and like loot for games and stuff like that 
Um, and then after Twitch Prime rolled out, uh, they rolled out um, the Bits program, which if you've ever watched any type of camming websites, any, any you know, website like that, they have, you know, tokens or whatever you buy, mm-hmm. where you buy like so many and then you gift them to the content creator, you give them to the content creator and they get so much of them. So Twitch rolled that out. And that was a way to get paid. And we got the full amount based on the amount that they gave, but you do pay more than what you're giving. So like, for instance, 100 bits is like $1.40, but 100 bits is a dollar for us. And then Twitch would get the 40 cents or whatever. And then later on, they rolled out the affiliate program as well as tiered subs. Actually, I think tiered subs came before that. But um, so now the affiliate program, you can get affiliated with Twitch with... Um, significantly lower view count, significantly lower follow count. Your payout is 50-50 across the board, um, but you can do bits and you have the same exclusivity contract. Um, and then they, they changed up Twitch Prime and they made it Amazon Gaming and Twitch Gaming and they changed up a whole bunch of stuff, but you still get a free sub to any channel. So that's one way you get ad revenue. Also, you can negotiate your contract to have higher ad revenue payouts once you're partnered um partners also and i don't think affiliates can but partners when can did get, you start twitch sorry i don't i told no, you no, all no, no, no. I, I got you i got you um i started in 2015 i think so you started in 2015 yeah. how long did it take you to become a partner um i believe it was not too long after well it was about six or eight months maybe a little bit longer than that and that was from extreme consistency and yeah. doing her channel and, and working Twitter. What are your numbers today? As far as followers, subscribers. Um, so for Twitch, it's just about 30,000, which is a lot lower than a lot of my friends who started at the time. Um, and for Twitter, it's about 15,000 Um YouTube, I don't really post anything anymore, so mm-hmm. it's only about a thousand, and I'm just now starting to grow my Instagram, so it's just under four. Still more than me. Well, the the cool <laughs> thing is, is that like you know you have your follower counts and you have your analytics and you have all these things, but um, you know what really matters. Like for instance, I just hit three point four million views on the channel, but. Twitch is like that number doesn't matter anymore so what matters is your follower count and your CCU or your concurrent viewership so if you know even if I've got 100,000 followers but I only average 40 people per stream and my sub count is very low they're probably going to be like oh well you know and you're less likely to get sponsorships and because that's another way you can make money is through sponsorships is this your main gig Mm -hmm. And this has been my full-time job since 2016. Have you hit three figures? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Before the uh, pandemic, she would have, uh, on her birthday in January, she would have her own con, Ken Con, and her subscribers would come and... Uh, she'd rent a cabin and they would come and spend their vacation like from all over the world would come yeah for like a weekend or like four days and we'd play board games and video games and kind of get to know each other and go out for dinner and 
go to did you have to vet those people beforehand Um, yeah yeah to a point and then everybody had to fill out a form that gave me like emergency information and you know I, I would do some digging to make sure for anybody that I wasn't super familiar with yeah like I would make people give me their firstborn or something before yeah. I would let <laughs> the first few the first few were relatively small so I wasn't super worried about that mm-hmm. but by the third one we were hitting like 30 35 people and again coming from all over the world those are personalities that are going to clash they're going to be unique and yeah but if somebody is spending the money to travel across the globe to come and spend the weekend with you at a cabin I'm, I don't want to say that money is trustworthy but I'm going to trust somebody a little bit more that has the money to do that does that make sense? Yeah it makes sense yeah. I mean it, it, there are still a lot of very uh-huh. strange people with a lot of money out there um, mm-hmm. that are willing to do those things but um, yeah for the most part like we we we're always pretty close with it and for everybody that was coming to the event they had their own place that they could talk so that people could see like oh I really don't get along with this individual so it's probably better if I don't go this year and I'll go next year or you know oh I'm really excited that this person's coming I haven't gotten to see them in person before I'm gonna go see them as well because a lot of your streamers talk to each other within your stream Mm -hmm. as well don't they while you're on it's like I've watched her channel before has there been anybody where you've said, no, you cannot come? I've made it very, yeah. <laughs> I've been like, it's probably not a good idea if you attend. Um, and, and it's nothing against them. It's just, again, I know that they would clash with a lot of people there, and it's probably not a good idea. So That must be very um, just mind-boggling for you sometimes because you're trying to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. But yet you still have to, I guess, mother mm-hmm. people and be like, okay, you two can't be in a room together because you don't know how to behave. And then <laughs> well, it always worked out really well because I had someone who over the years stepped up and would help with that. And so I would give them like, and everybody who came was well aware because a lot of people are very obviously secretive with their information, but they were very much so aware that this other individual would be helping me. They'd be doing pickups at the airport. They'd be doing like whatever. So they could also help kind of vet and kind of like make sure that people were where they were supposed to be. And we would meet together regularly and be like, okay, these are the things that we're going to do. So that by the time we did our last one, we had it down to a science. It was That was my smooth. next question. If you had like a security type team and not really security that makes me sound really big but I did have a group (laughs) of people that like I trusted it completely and like they they would be the ones that I'd be like okay if you guys have a problem these are the people you go to or I would usually not stay the night at the locations um again not like a safety thing just I liked not being around a lot of people Mm -hmm. um so I would leave those people like hey if you have any problems and you can't get in touch with me because not everybody had my cell phone number. Um, these are the people you would go to and they're at this location or they're here or there or whatever. So That's pretty cool. What kind of content do you do now? Is Primarily it the same? Gaming. Yeah. The same? It is the same. Now, when doing your hair and when I would see regularly you had gotten some health, had some health problems mm-hmm. and you had gained a lot of weight really quickly mm-hmm. like very unusual for you and it was difficult getting off and you decided to do the sleeve mm-hmm. 
Do you want to talk about that? Are you talking about your bariatric yeah. journey? Have you been, you've been pretty open, I've noticed oh, yeah. on all your social media and everything. So, um, because you're multifaceted with a lot of things, and I think people would be interested in that. You looked, you've always looked amazing, oh, but I also you. know, having known you through that time and before the wait and then during that you were miserable with that weight but not aesthetically miserable you know I'm sure that's a factor as well um, but really health wise mm -hmm. and I've noticed that since the surgery and you work so hard I think people think when uh, people get any type of surgery done that it's just magic and everything just falls off naturally and that's not any type of work or there isn't any difficulty they always see the pictures of oh wow this is you know continuing this amazing cosplay outfit which I've noticed that since the surgery your confidence about the cosplay because you've always been into cosplay and I'm super excited to see you when I saw you in the spider Gwen I was like oh my gosh it's her <laughs> perfect this is what she's digging and so are you let's talk about your journey if you don't mind will yeah. you share that and then are you going into more cosplay things for extracurricular for that so <laughs> um i did i had a lot of health problems i was um not able to walk long distances i had severe skin i had a really bad form of hydronitis super I always pronounce it wrong. Um, and I had a lot of other issues, a lot of breathing issues. Um, just in general, I was I was sick all the time. Was this a gradual weight gain? Um, or I had always been heavy um, my whole life. But like she mentioned, I got sick one year and like I couldn't, I just could not kick it. And it was months of steroids and more steroids and antibiotics and can't really move can't really leave the house and I gained a whole lot and May I may ask get you it what back. your highest was um it was about 325 that I have mm -hmm. on record it may have been higher but about 325 mm -hmm. um and it it was hard it was hard because I would go to conventions and I couldn't keep up with people I you know couldn't I just couldn't do what I wanted to do and like in my industry like people can sit and say all they want that looks don't matter but they do and it, for me it wasn't vanity but that did play a part into it but I mean honestly I was miserable I just couldn't keep up with anybody and like I couldn't physically do anything at that point um I had been uh just stuck like I would go in and see her and I would just break down and cry because I couldn't I couldn't do anything so you went to your doctor. Mm -hmm. You said, I want to have some sort of bariatric surgery, or did they suggest it to um, you? Well, first, a, fr a few friends of ours had it done in Mexico. Don't, don't recommend that. Um, <laughs> and I applied. I worked with a doctor to get it, to get the surgery. I went through a whole bunch of the stuff. I went through deposits and all that jazz, and my insurance denied it right before the surgery. Um, and it was going to be like, twenty thousand dollars or mm -hmm. something so then i got a new insurance not specifically for that but it just also was part of the benefit of it and they were 100 percent like yes it's covered I went through the whole process same thing and again at this point i've put down deposits like 
pretty large chunks of money trying to get this covered. Went through a third insurance, same thing. And I had just given up at that point. I was like, it's over. Um, and I talked to my parents and my dad was basically like, either you try, because we had kicked around GoFundMe, but I was like, I don't really know about that. My dad was like, either you try that or I'm going to sell my Jeep. And I was like, that's, mm. I think he loves that almost as much as me, if not more, which, which isn't true. I know he loves me more than his Jeep. <laughs> but I was like, okay. So I put up a GoFundMe. But he's going to sell his Jeep for his little girl yeah because to be healthy how sick i was and how miserable um so after a lot of debate and a lot of discussion and a lot of talking to the people in the community that had been around for a while i put up a gofundme and i put up for um because i had been saving so i put up for about eleven thousand, and we hit it within like three or four hours yeah Whoa, that's amazing her community so, loves her yeah so it worked out it worked out really well and hey. so i mean i ended up still pumping in a ton of money especially stuff oh, that i didn't yeah. equate that would eventually come up in expenditures but um yeah so they they funded it a lot of it how did it go like it was it was how much downtime did you have well it was very difficult because right before because there were there were months that the program i was in was fabulous i cannot like it was the other programs were off because there's there's so many things you have to do before you can even go under the knife correct yes and so like for instance if you go to mexico they don't do that they're very just like oh okay yeah well here's the surgery yeah have fun (laughs) Um, and it's very scary and I've had a lot of friends have really bad things happen after the fact but the and having gone through the other programs previously and getting denied at the last minute I had seen how the others had worked and operated Um, the one that I ended up going with required was like three to six months of working with them exclusively Um, you had to obviously keep a food journal start monitoring calories they wanted to see how your body fluctuated with food intake you had to take education classes nutrition Mm -hmm. classes um they they would teach you a bunch of stuff um and then before surgery after you've had your blood work and all of your tests and all of your scans and everything um you went on a full my program which again it's different for everyone a full two-week liquid diet so no solids no no like protein shakes water Mm -hmm. sugar-free gatorade popsicles and soup broth was all i could have for that first for those two weeks and then after was the same so and then i had a very broken down like every week i could roll in a couple new food items but like you didn't want them like Mm -hmm. i will say when i first came out of surgery I craved fried foods like nobody's business, but I couldn't eat anything. Like I felt miserable trying to eat anything. Um, but yeah, so it was a full process. Do you still drink bone broth? No. You don't? <laughs> no. I'll have soup every now and then, but there's certain things that I can't really mess with now after like having to do it for yeah. so long. Yeah. So it you started at the surgery at 325? Uh, no, actually, by the time I got to the surgery, I was about 315-ish. Okay. And a year later, what were you at? A year later, I was about, I want to say about 180. And now I am at 140. That's awesome. Thanks. They, they had estimated that I would get down to 200. And I... 
worked very closely with them because I like you could only have so many they wanted to monitor like your calories and your protein intake and things like that and I would go in sometimes and she would be like are you are you eating like we're kind of concerned or she'd be like you cannot lose any more weight once you get to this point no more like I'm concerned and we need to monitor how that goes so I would be really mindful of it and then the last time that we had the discussion she was like you can stay between 135 and 155 anywhere in there I'm good with And she's like, your goal is 145. And that's where I sit most times, between 140 and 145. My mother had a a bypass before it was cool to have the bypass. <laughs> I don't know so if it's still talked, cool. I caught a lot of shit. <laughs> we've talked, to, we've talked about did this you, before. Did you can't Because I wanted to know about that too. The yeah, repercussions. Too. And then I also wanted to know, like, because I remember you having a larger viewership now that could just be from the change of twitch or whatever you know um and i was curious at if it caused some people to be jealous or treat you differently or you're not the same continue because you now have more self-esteem or more interest or whatever how is it What's happened? What's happened with your viewers and the haters? The haters going to hate. And the people that were, you know, they like Jolly Continue. Well, I do want to ask you, your mom's bypass didn't go well? Like... Oh, no. Um, (laughs) This was back in like 78, 79. Yeah, she had her lower intestine taken out. Mm -hmm. And that was that was the surgery then. And she was around 320 when she started. And within a year, dropped like 200 pounds. And it wrecked her body. Her body was never the same after that. Um, And she had a lot of health problems from it afterward. Um, So that's why I don't do any of those kinds of things I'm a larger girl too but I honestly don't think that if I went to my doctor and said I want bariatric surgery they would give it to me Mm -hmm. they would say you know just lose weight on your own because I have lost weight my highest was 267 I intermittent fast for a year lost uh, 80 pounds Mm -hmm. and then I worked at UPS unloading trucks and then it just melted off and Mm -hmm. I got down to 135 around there and my sister used to call me a bobblehead because my head was so much bigger than the rest of my body but I sit well around 160 mm-hmm. or so not right now right now I'm at like 210 but my mom having her surgery I would I would not do it right just because um but I'm interested in her question right there did you lose many followers after that did you get many messages like you're not the same I don't like you no more I actually got a few Um, I actually got quite a few I had a lot of fallout from it Um, there were a lot of people immediately that were like oh you're taking the easy way out this is the easy route we won't support this we don't like this we don't appreciate it blah 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 Um, I had a few messages from people and I talk about this every now and then on the stream where they would message me and be they would say things like I can't relate to you anymore so since you've lost the weight I don't want to I don't want to be a part of it and or just straight up you're not the same since you've lost the weight I don't want to be around or I found you because you were a larger person that that I wanted to be around and you're not larger anymore and you can't relate to my struggles and I and at first it really offended me and I was hurt and like even still now on occasion I'm hurt but 
you know, with a lot of support from people, I've kind of learned over the years, okay, well, you know, that's their decision. Also, I can see from their side how if they related mm-hmm. really well with a particular individual because they were able to be like, oh, if somebody like this can, you know, do this, then I can. So for them, it very well could have yeah. been, you know, just a, I just, I can't. Relate. So much of that is projection, though. It is. It is. And I get it. And they want they want to do it, mm-hmm. but just for some reason cannot for whatever reason, money, willpower, whatever. They just don't take that plunge. So it's it's so much easier to tell you that you're a piece of shit for losing weight yeah. than it is for you know people to c- take control of their own health. And right. to me that's what it looks like you're doing. Yeah. You're and I don't think that you can't say that spending and going through everything you went through hasn't been a struggle. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, is a lot of people were like, oh, it's the easy way out, but, like, I (laughs) calorie counted. I now, I got to where I was running, like, seven miles a day. I work out hard now. You've done all the Um, literal work. You just happen to have... Yeah, I was going to ask you what your workout regimen is. Yeah. Yeah. I follow... I hope it's okay. Is it okay if I yeah. discuss? Okay. Yeah. So I follow a YouTuber. Um, her name is Caroline Gervin. Um, she's an Irish YouTuber, and she was a personal trainer before COVID. And when COVID shut everything down, she started doing videos just for her clientele. She exploded. She's one of the fastest growing YouTube channels on on YouTube. But she offers a bunch of different styles of workouts. She also offers specific programs, and they're all free, which is awesome because a lot mm-hmm. of people online don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I started mm-hmm. out walking, jogging, and then I went running really hard for a few years or for like a year. And then my doctor was like, You've got to do resistance training. You're at the time I looked really sick. I was kind of like just meh the more and more i read that's that's Mm -hmm. the key that's the fountain of youth Mm -hmm. right there is resistance training Mm -hmm. and so um i went to running three days a week and then following one of her kind of like intro to like not heavy lifting but just you know here's some exercise here's some lunges here's some squats here's some of this here's some that and then I decided, all right, well, I really want to get into this one program. It's supposed to be like the hardest program out there, but I think I can do it. It kicked my ass, um, but I fell in love with it. I talk about her all the time. I love her. She's wonderful. <laughs> Notice me, senpai. Like, I love her. Um, and so since then, I've followed. So I did her Epic 1 program, her Epic 2 program. I'm on Epic 3 now, um, but I also do her additional add-ons. So I usually work out between... 45 minutes to an hour and a half a day but I sit a lot throughout the day Mm -hmm. so for a while I was getting up and I was working out in the morning and then running in the evening and that got a little bit extreme and a little bit too much but I do miss it but it was a little too much since you do sit so much it it just it brings me to another question um I'm assuming that you get up every once in a while and you move around or do you sit for just very long long periods of time I mean I'll sit for like some days I'll sit for like three or four hours and lose track of time um some days I I'm talking like six to eight hours well I mean I'll get up and I'll go pee or whatever Mm -hmm. and then I come back um I'll do sessions between five to eight hours depending on the day and then when we do charity events I do like 12 hour days usually do you take care of your back with Mm -hmm. that I usually sit like this 
like some kind of weird way of having like I almost always have my knee up or something. I did have somebody in our community that recently purchased me a, a gremlin chair. And it's a chair specifically designed to help your posture, but still allow you to sit strangely mm-hmm. and, you know, crisscross legs. Oh, I've seen like those. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's coming. It'll be here soon. That's Somebody exciting. recently <laughs> purchased me one because. Yeah. And speaking of charities, let's yeah. talk about your charity because yeah. you've really done well. And that was one of the things that really set you apart on Twitch mm-hmm. um, was your gaming for gonads yeah, talk about that and how that came about sure so um there are a lot of charity events on twitch including uh the saint jude play live month which i also take part in usually um but at the time there weren't a lot of larger scale charity events happening there people did charity events but um my fiance had testicular cancer and he had we found it early so it was beaten really quickly and at the time we watched a lot of another content creator who was going through it who worked closely with the testicular cancer society and I loved what they did and I discussed with them at length like what all they used their money for like where everything went Uh, I reviewed everything and I was like this is an organization I want to get behind and so we flipped around on names for a long time and eventually we came up with gaming for gonads I know that gonads can be you know all over the place but no i love it uh, i love it you have to have a g name yeah absolutely so um we the first the first charity event that i did for them i had set a really high goal of a thousand dollars which i thought was you know pretty significant and i was like i'll do two 12-hour days to try to raise this money and we had incentives and things like you know all the same type of incentives now that i do but like things like hide my face or I'll send you a postcard or I'll paint something or like whatever um we raised a thousand dollars in 15 minutes so I upped it (laughs) and so by the end of that first charity event that we did we raised uh two thousand two hundred dollars um and then we started doing it yearly and one year we've raised like 5600 and then the community decided they wanted to be the top donator to the testicular cancer society that following year so i asked i was like you know what's who's your biggest donator and like how much time do they accumulate this and he was like oh it's this one particular organ this one particular group and they do it all year long and they bring in just under 10 grand and i was like all right i have two days 12 hours let's do it and so i put a ten thousand dollar goal up and we hit it we ended up raising about twelve thousand dollars in those two days and then the next year i was like we'll never do that again we hit it again um the following year we didn't do quite as much but i mean overall we've raised just for the testicular cancer society over forty thousand dollars that's amazing when did you start this um we started gaming for gonads in 2017 i think 20 yeah 26 five years you've given them 40k yeah it's really that's really amazing that that's amazing for any kind of charity yeah i'm i'm very proud of it because then in addition to that we do other charity streams so like i've raised money for rain which is for um uh women that are going through different types of abuse i we usually raise money for the saint jude play live event and i've been out to saint jude a few times to like play games with the kids and stuff like that 
Um, I've done some other like anti-bullying campaigns and, you know, just over the years we've, we've worked with a few organizations, but Gaming for Gonads is my baby. So like, <laughs> um, I, and I have done stuff, like I said, for St. Jude through, um, there, there were some, um, large scale events where we would stream on other channels and we would like, those were huge undertakings. Um, St. Jude Play Live pulls in like three million dollars a year maybe a little i think last year it might have been even more um just for saint jude i can't remember what last year's was i feel like it was like a lot more than that but yeah that's pretty awesome she's very multifaceted and does a lot and so now tell me about the cosplay so i'm trying to get more into it i slack a lot i'm but I'm trying. I've got a lot of components for different ones, but I get really nervous because I'm like, I am I'm still kind of nervous about it. But I did. I started doing um, like some photo shoots and, you know, just stuff around the house or, you know, I'd get dressed up and things I would never, ever try to wear before. I've got some really cool stuff lined up. I just need to do like a Nuka girl from Fallout and um, uh-huh. just a bunch of random things. Um but yeah, I love it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, What's your favorite to cosplay? Honestly, anything at this point. I just mm-hmm. like doing weird, random, not weird, but like different things. Um, I'm terrible at crafting right now. Mm-hmm. I can't sew. So a lot of it is questionable at some points as far as like how hey, good it looks. Hey. But hem tape works. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I've, that's, yeah, I it does. Hem I have, tape. I'm yeah. learning to sew. And so does wonders. Mm-hmm. I have a uh, a fishbowl that I'm using for a helmet that I'm gonna try taping the bottom of and then cutting. And if it cracks, then so be it. Like we're we're going, we're rolling. So this question is for me. Have you ever made a foam head? A foam head? Yeah. No, but I have bought some. Wait, oh. like no, I take that back. A foam head, as in like a like a like a furry head or a oh, mascot no. type of head. That's what I'm trying to get into now and make something for a new number. Um, no, but I think you could definitely. They make like a lot of really cool cosplay stuff now, like that you can just buy it. Like, I wonder if they make templates, templates, and I can just oh, yeah. buy they a template do. foam Absolutely. head. They do have and, templates, and yeah. you could do foam paper mache. You get a 3D printer. It has to be yeah. a little. It has to be sturdier than paper mache. You get a 3D printer. Yeah, <laughs> for what I'm gonna do it for because i mean it's a burlesque number so you have to be able to i can't couldn't get it wet no once paper mache is dry i mean it's pretty tough you paint it and you couldn't you use the what's that stuff the that comes in the orange and white the phone no it's like a sealant that you can put on things we used to put it on books in boxes like you put pictures down and then oh you put yeah it on like top. oh to oh, like mod podge, podge. Yeah, yeah and glue yeah. that's you make paper mache yeah. with the glue or mod mm. podge over yeah. it and it gets hard and then you can paint you can craft and sculpt. so any of our listeners out there know how to make a mouse make a mascot head contact me is it going to be Let's a mouse get- a mascot head? No. no i mean <laughs> what kind of mascot are you wanting to do oh no it's going to be rick from big mouth I honestly think you could find that on Etsy. Yeah, think so? Probably. And if not, you could definitely get plans for it. I've got it. I've got it in my head. Just want his head. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you could, I mean, you could definitely do it with some other stuff, but you want it to be relatively sturdy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was also thinking, too, I'd have to have it maybe on some kind of harness. Yeah. Um, just because it might be so top-heavy. But that was my thing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I have a friend that cosplays stuff and sculpts out different things and has made heads and things like that before she lives in new york now but she would tell us but yeah she gets plans for this stuff there's a lot of twitch streamers that do cosplay like full time Mm -hmm. um and you can watch their streams and they tell you how they do stuff and yeah i love making random weird things out of that that's why i mean i'm very crafty i dig that sort of thing outfits i was making a dune outfit oh nice Mm mm-hmm it's really not as hard as you would think it's really finding the pants and stuff to fit but uh you just gotta find some funky gray looking cargo pants or the olive green cargo pants and Mm -hmm. um i'm looking for stuff that has the mesh in it anyway there's it'll it's it'll be cool there's it's surprisingly not as difficult as I thought it would be but it's cutting it out and then using the tubing and it's just like weather stripping tubing and so you can glue it on and uh, it's cutting out the pattern and then using foam for Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff and uh, anyway a lot of glue and foam Mm mm-hmm and a lot of glue sticks from the glue gun. A lot of nice. glue sticks. So when you cosplay and you said that you're getting back into it, do you have a different person every con? Different multiple? Do you do, like, you have multiple days? I guess you could do multiple cosplay. So when it comes to cosplaying at cons, I wasn't comfortable enough doing them. Um, before my last con, um, the last convention I went to was the, uh, was PAX East in 2020. Um, so up until that point, I didn't really do a lot. I do mainly for my stuff. I just take pictures and, you know, I don't, I don't do a lot out of the house yet with it. I don't really go a lot of places right now (laughs) still. So, um, but yeah, I probably would now for conventions. I would probably do just a day though. Um, if I wasn't working, because usually I try to work conventions. <laughs> yeah, usually you're on a panel. Yeah, you know, which is cool because you're a partner. Mm-hmm. And um, is it still as hard to get partnered? I know that they've made being an affiliate easy, but mm, I mean, it, it it's it's how you look at it, I guess. Um, the requirements have drastically gone down to get partnered. Um, it's also very funny because I, I hear people talk about it all the time and they're like, oh, it's not very visible. We don't know how to do it. Like, but now the way that it works is like they have a roadmap. And then once you have reached the requirements, then you can apply. And they're not, they don't necessarily take everybody that applies, but it's very simple. It's an application process. When I got partnered, I had to write an email to the partnership team, have references, uh, other partners that would back me up. They would reach out to those partners. Um, they would um, contact Twitch staff. Like you had to go through a lot to like jump through hoops to get partnered. Why do you think there's 
not so much uh, jumping through hoops anymore. Uh, money. Money. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Once Amazon took over and they realized that there was money to be made there and between, I mean, they make more money off ad revenue than anything. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if you've got people that are bringing in money and say they don't reach their $100 payout for that month, that's money that they're just sitting on. So 50-50 split over time. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they do make a lot off of ads. But I do know that there there's a lot of, like, conversation between if you speak to Twitch staff, they're like, oh, we, we, we're not pulling in as much money as you think. And, you know, we're, we're hemorrhaging money. But if you, like, look at everything, you're kind of like, but mm. are you? Yeah. Like, I know how much those ad spots go for. Like, are you? Right. Oops, so the games that you play, much. are you sent those games? Or are, are there things that you enjoy playing? Do you only play things that you enjoy? Or... Um, I mean, I've played mm-hmm. stuff that I didn't like, but I don't... I mean, I'm very open with it if I don't like it. Um, There's sometimes that I've played games that are sponsored events. Like, I just completed a couple sponsored, sponsored runs with um, Amazon for a game that they had come out, um, which was a blast. Uh, but, mm-hmm. like, I typically won't... Like I said, I won't play things that I don't like. Um, what do you like to play? And... I know nothing about any of these games, so. (laughs) Well, I really like survival games. Um, I love Fallout, the Fallout universe. I absolutely love. Um, I have recently kind of stumbled into loving the Souls type of games. The only problem is that lore is a lot over my head and get lost in it a lot. Um, But I do, I really like... um, I like survival stuff. I horror like games. Horror games. I love horror games. The the <laughs> crappier the indie horror game, the better. Like the it can be. She just likes being scared. Yeah, I mean, it, like, uh, or are you I not anymore? Well, so I had to take a time. Like, I can take, you be scared? Well, when I had you... to take time away from doing horror because I got numb to it. But then, like, I started doing it again, and I recently found a couple games that just scared the bejesus out of me, and I was like, okay, we're back. Like, this is good. So I would think it would be a, a lot like kink, where it it just, you're just, like, desensitized yeah. to all of it. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. I can't stand any kind of jump scare horror. I'm a pansy. I will scream, <laughs> jump. Yeah. I mean, like, I love, I love stuff like Resident Evil. I've played through all those countless times. Like, um there's some new games that are coming out that are horror that I'm really excited about um horror it always sounds like horror um but yeah (laughs) my daughter had a a BDSM vending machine in Fallout and I was watching her play for um a while like it became like a pretty famous little vending machine within mm-hmm. the game i don't know what all was going on but i was like is this a hobo simulator like <laughs> what is this even and yeah. she was like it's pretty accurate mom <laughs> but they went and visited the mothman yeah i've done that statue and all that up there i've stayed at point pleasant i've done the mothman festival i because i'm really into cryptids so i really like conspiracy theories um so no Animal Crossing? Oh yes, Animal Crossing. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We could probably do a whole show on Animal Crossing. Yes. I do not play it, but all of oh. my burlesque and drag friends do. Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, like absolutely. One hundred percent. I have too many hours in Animal Crossing. I have do you play those when like let's say you've played a horror game way, way too much and you're 
Do you play those kinds of games, the yeah. the fun ones to kind of just bring you back to center? Sometimes, but, yeah. It was actually really funny because I finished um, a bunch of Souls games, which are, you know, really high intensity. Like, they're supposed to be some of the hardest games out there, and they're not, but they're supposed to be. And I went back to playing, like, really soft stuff, and I was like, I can't do this. This isn't stressful enough. But, like, with, but yeah, I'd finished, like, something. We played a really, like, twisted trauma filled horror game not too long ago and I was like we can't play anything scary for a little bit I need something that is not gonna go down this path (laughs) so yeah that sounds crazy I wouldn't be able to handle the horror games at all I would be terrible I'm terrible at gaming anyway well you know they can also scare me on stream so they can they can do different things like the way I have it set up right now is they pay a certain number of bits to play sounds and so it might be like a really quiet moment and the ambiance is the way it is or whatever. And then all of a sudden you've got me screaming at bloody murder in the background or something. <laughs> because somebody sent you me. a sound or yeah. something like that? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she's, it's very interactive. Her Twitch channel is super interactive. She's tried to have me do crafting for I don't know how long. Mm -hmm. Like, you should totally do a crafting channel and get on there and just craft. And I'm like, I'll forget to talk. And she's like, well, people don't care. They'll just watch you quietly craft. I mean, it's so bizarre. Yeah. Just like, And she's been on my stream a few times. Like, we would, whenever she would do my hair, we would stream her doing my hair and... It was a lot of fun. Yeah. There you go. There's your stream right there. Uh, yeah, I don't want to stream. <laughs> People don't like it. They'd have to, you know, sign releases and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's true. And, and you have to do it regular. Like to be affiliated or whatever, you have to be consistent with your streams. I mean, you can do it without being consistent now as far as affiliation goes. And then like partnership wise as long as you're pulling in the numbers they don't they don't necessarily care um did they change like how often you had to do it before it was like you had to stream like five days a week or whatever well so for partnership back in the day they were very like adamant that like unless you were a big time youtuber or whatever because at the time celebrities didn't really stream either now celebrities stream a lot but they would you know be a little bit different and they'd be like oh yeah we'll partner you but like if you weren't streaming regularly they'd be kind of hesitant to because a lot of people would stream get partnered and then dip like yeah it, and that's a lot of work to go through because we also had transcoding and stuff like that at the time that only partners got or if you hit a certain number um that you would get the transcoding so that was like one of the benefits of getting partnered but yeah she's gone same as me what's transcoding oh so transcoding is basically giving you the ability <laughs> and are we gonna to... get in trouble for saying it no 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 um <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke people no. um it's it's basically the ability to adjust your quality level in which you're watching the stream so like if a streamer is pumping out really high level quality um for some users they won't be able to see it because their internet won't be able to mm-hmm. handle it so if you had transcoding options people could drop your like drop how like whatever levels they're watching it at so like it wouldn't be as crisp and as clear but they could still see it um 
thing same thing with like bit rates and stuff it used to be you had to, they would only let you stream at a certain bit rate unless you were partnered and then even then they had a cap on it they've completely changed all of that but again if you weren't partnered you didn't get transcoding unless you hit a certain number um, now you're guaranteed it if you're partnered and you pretty much get it if you're affiliated but not always so because they've added a lot of servers and things all this sounds very very time consuming can you take me through a typical day for you like for like okay so the average day um i just increased my time that i stream so i get up at about 5 45 um i you know get ready whatever um i start streaming at seven um I have my protein shake breakfast while I'm streaming. Um, I'll stream till certain days I stream till noon, certain days I stream till two. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll do my workouts or whatever, clean the house. If I need to do stream stuff, I'll try to do it. I've been kind of struggling a little bit lately with stuff, but um, I'll do that. And then usually about seven o'clock at night, sometimes a little bit later now because things have changed a little bit. We were doing it earlier. Um, but we'll get in Discord and uh, we'll sit and we'll play games with whoever wants to come in and hang out or we'll sit in voice. And I don't usually go in every night, um, but I go in like three or four times a week and play around. But yeah, I mean, it requires people that like, you know, care and people that want to see you grow and also themselves to grow because it does give them the ability to network and make friends and that you know, was going to be my next question yeah. is how do you feel how many people do you think that you've helped with this um and just helped in their day-to-day life i have no idea um well, i'm <laughs> sure you get feedback uh, well. <laughs> from people so i'm do I'm, people get really personal with you i guess is yeah. what yeah, there's a lot of people that I think do. there's a lot of people that feel like they know her very well and that they're great friends. I'm very I mean, open. Then some people are great friends, I think. Yeah. But I know I, from like she's not going to want to say things like this because the there are people that support her and stuff like that but I noticed when I would do her hair and we would talk about streaming or people in general that there were some people who almost felt an ownership to her you know a very weird like they have a special you know interest or um investment and so therefore she should cater specifically to them or you know things like that and I don't know how hard that is for her to maintain or if she's had to sever relationships or things like that but I've noticed that very much like celebrities or whatever that a lot of people do feel that this is my piece of view and it's mine and how dare you deviate from the program you know and so that may also be some mm. of the problem that you had when after your weight loss with some people as well you yeah, know I, mean, I don't like, know it definitely I mean that's a that's a thing all over Twitch I mean and in, in, in any content creation whether you're doing fan house or you're camming or you're doing cosplay or you know you have a Patreon or podcast whatever you have those individuals that do latch on that maybe you yourself are not as open with 
but they they do feel like oh well i've been here for this many years i get a full say in what you do and then it becomes difficult because <laughs> you have to like balance that so it's definitely something that's happened in the past and happens and you learn how to navigate it and how much of it you want to allow to consume your life and for how long so you know it may consume for a while and then you finally like buck up and you're like no stop or you know yeah that's we're trying yeah we're like with what we're doing because we're not sponsored or anything like that eventually we would like to um capitalize on this we talk about um i've decided i want to be a dolly pardon capitalist which (laughs) you know like inherently there's nothing wrong with making money it's just are you going to hoard that money or you know do good for other people and uh you know i'm not a hoarder of money so it's definitely passes through this conduit but i haven't been great at making it via content like i don't know if the imposter syndrome is like is this even good enough to ask people to invest in or whatever but um I also think I have some things in my head just from knowing the struggles that you've had with how... Oh, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) People, that's not a bad thing. That isn't bad at all. Just how much do I want to give up of that to let everyone in? You know what I mean? I think that that varies based on content creators, though, too, because I have friends who don't know their community. They don't know anything about the people that sub to them. They... That seems wild to me. I know. It blows my mind. Um, (laughs) And like, and we'll talk about it sometimes. I'll be like, do you think that so-and-so does, you know, X, Y, Z? And we'll be like, no, they don't. It's like, oh, holy cow. How do they manage that? But um, I genuinely care about the community, which is also probably what limits me in some regards, because I do try to stay on top Mm -hmm. of like, you know, the people that I care about. I want to know what's going on in their lives. I want to know what's going on in everybody's lives. Like, and not not in like a nosy, like peep over the fence kind of thing. But you want to make sure that, pe- that people are okay. Yeah. yeah. And like, actually, it was kind of funny that you brought up um, something a second ago. One of the things that as I got to where I was, you know, more stable and was making regular money, I had somebody come to me and they were like, you don't do giveaways anymore. Like, you don't give back to the community anymore. And I was like, it's because every time I do a giveaway, nobody enters it like but I mean you know I I try to like right now I've got a giveaway going on for something um we do them every now and then um and basically to give back to the community and I do get sponsorships that are specific for giveaways like right now I'm working with a particular company and we'll be doing some big stuff here pretty soon but and like I try to do things for people that are in need too like um I guess a need kind of is condescending and that's not really what I mean but you know if I have somebody that like I know they're they're struggling a little bit with whatever like I'll try to get the community together and go and help with yeah whatever um at least you know I try and being in need doesn't mean needy no exactly you know what I'm saying like we all have a need sometimes that needs something that needs to be met and seems un you know untangible and then it's like oh but many hands make light work so if a lot of people can come together and help well that's like with doing the GoFundMe and stuff when when I did for surgery like I had so much appreciation and I just wanted to give back and like that was that was a big motivator for the surgery too was I didn't want to let people down 
You know, these people had pumped mm-hmm. their time and their money and their energy. And that's another thing, too. When you stream or you make any type of content on any type of platform, those people that like listen or you know your your listener count or your view count or whatever those are humans like those are those yes. are people and they're people behind the names and a lot of people forget that and they go in and they're like oh i only had 10 people show up today yeah that can be really disheartening but at the same time those are 10 people that gave up you know however I've much time paid with for you. in-person comedy shows mm-hmm. for three mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. for three paid people i've gone traveled and done shows in person for only three people so 10 on a stream is like wow that's a lot of people yeah and i mean (laughs) like a full full honesty like because i averaged a lot higher over the years you know i would see numbers and be like well there's only so many people here and like i still struggle with it i'll be like well i'm not doing as well as i should but I do keep in the back of my mind that, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not pulling in, you know, what I need to be f- to meet this sponsorship or whatever. Those are still people that are giving up their time. They're giving up their energy, even if they've just turned on the computer and walked away to give me a lurk count. Mm-hmm. Like, that's still something they didn't have to do. And I think a lot of content creators forget that over time. And it's really important to remember that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think so. Did you leave Patreon? Yes because of their new rules and how they've set things up or no I left um well before that and I moved to another platform that didn't doesn't exist anymore and then once Twitch kind of rolled out their tiered program I didn't really see the need but that's a really bad idea you do want to have eggs in multiple baskets Mm -hmm. um don't do that Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but uh no I just I just left because it got really convoluted and complicated for what I was using it for at the time I think it's better now the way that they've fixed it so well I think that I like with us for instance we can't really YouTube because our content is mature content I mean we can YouTube but they're not going to monetize it on there because you know we do very BDSM centric like um normally in an interview Braddy would have already asked you how you identified and what your sex life was like (laughs) you know (laughs) so um but so anyway how do you identify and (laughs) (laughs) what's your sexual experiences like (laughs) and so um we were we were talking about monetizing our uh, the gab and girl time just so that we can also go and do more things and right. have a budget for more content and eventually we would like to put it on video mm-hmm. you know and um, stream things but I don't think YouTube would necessarily be the platform or it would be but it would also be maybe a thing a tier or a level to like we would if we did a Patreon but I've had a lot of people talk about doing uh, independent, you know, levels instead of going through Patreon where you just do your own Venmo Square, whatever kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are going to just to websites. Yeah. Just having yeah. their own website and doing it that way. Which makes mm-hmm. sense because, I mean, yeah, you've got the fees and whatnot from the credit card processor, but you're not mm-hmm. working with that third party. Right. Um, I will say that there is a podcast that I support on Patreon, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm at like a fairly low tier for them because, uh, but I but I do love their content, so I feel like okay, I'm consuming this content. I, I would like to give back, um, but they're they're a Patreon 
works really great like they offer the discord space they offer a lot of really cool like discounts on merch and stuff so i mean there's definitely something there and again like you can go on youtube because it does help you know discoverability and again having your hands in multiple pots Mm -hmm. is always a good thing even though you may not get ad revenue from it it is still something that's going to help seo ratings and things like that so yeah yeah i mean i have i have a comedy youtube channel that i have links i send people for you know to five minutes or whatever to look at for jobs or whatever but i don't do anything with the channel right but you have like reels and things like that up there mm-hmm. yeah. yeah things for people um it's not a lot of that's not public a lot of it is uh, right link you know you have to have the link and then you can look at it like but you're not going to find it if you're just google you know or look in youtube mm-hmm. and put gail grantham comedy you'll find some things but not a lot of content there. that's all my burlesque videos or youtube mm-hmm. videos that you have a link to yeah because it's easy i mean it's an easy platform well, for people to look and anywhere mm-hmm. that you're applying they want to see what you're doing yep mm-hmm. i gotta say if you're funny or not or if your dance is if your concept's any good yeah so it'll be exciting to know i just applied for two this past week so Ooh, good luck. fingers crossed thank you yeah, we'll i only see. applied for the one and then i have a show the next day two hours from atlanta so we'll get it we're getting it it'll be good you're doing great that one that older and bolder burlesque yeah i could not remember whether or not i had applied to her so i messaged her and i said look this is going to sound totally middle age but will you check and see if i've applied to your to your thing and she she come back and she goes no you haven't she goes and that's the perfect middle age thing to say and i was like <laughs> okay now i can apply because i was looking at the application i was like i know i've done this no we nope. just talked about it you just went over just it with me mm-hmm. yeah and i know. did the things as we're doing the things well gosh i'm super excited that you've been here yeah doing thank you this. for having me Tell so me what, what advice could you give to up-and-comers especially uh oldies like us who <laughs> i mean if i get into twitch and i start looking at everything if i get frustrated i'm just like nope nope i'm not even gonna right i'm not even gonna mess with this so if you're considering it there's a couple things that like i would recommend number one i would definitely recommend watching some content in different things that maybe you're not interested in things that you are interested in kind of feel out because there there is kind of it's not as it's not the same as it used to be but there is kind of an etiquette that comes along with streaming mm-hmm. there are some kind of like unspoken rules but i mean all that is googleable a uh, googleable googleable i have made that a word yeah. for sure <laughs> but like i mean even i mean i've done panels and the things i did like a twitch creator camp on some of the twitch etiquette but like you know float around see what interests you see what you like what you dislike um kind of get a feel of how different communities are built and then the other thing that's really important is consistency that doesn't mean necessarily you have to stream every day um it may mean that you stream once a week for a while to build up or you know every now and then but like having a set schedule because the, the best reference that i've ever heard or the best way to kind of discuss it is you watch The Walking Dead. You know that every Sunday at 
7 p.m. The Walking Dead comes on, and then one week The Walking Dead's not on. So you find something else to fill that 7 p.m. time slot. Oh, but The Walking Dead's on this week, but I've already invested into this other thing. So coming back is kind of hard, which is why like I never take vacations or things. Um, so <laughs> it's definitely like you want to you want to be probably consistent. should. Oh yeah, 100. Yeah, percent But I mean, I've been getting a little bit better with it. Like whenever we have travel days for hospital visits or whatever, I do. Um, try to take like a day where I am maybe not as active or maybe you know I or I'm not streaming at all or whatever but definitely consistency like I said even if it's just a day or if you set a schedule and you're like these are the days that I'm here and then there may be some additional times or you set a schedule you're like hey I'm gonna do three days a week but then something comes up you're like okay well I'm changing this to this but you know keep keep an eye out Um, you don't have to go hard and a lot of people think that oh you have to go every day but like for instance if if you are considering going that hard and if you are considering going full-time or whatever it is a good idea to stream in different time slots for like six weeks or however long to kind of get a feel of what communities you pull in because like I know that you know my 7 a.m time slot is going to be different than if I stream at 6 p.m at night but when it comes to like actually getting started with the process it can be really daunting and overwhelming to see all these different programs that you use to live stream. Um, and it takes a lot of just, okay, I'm just going to sit down and kind of fiddle with it. And if it's too complicated, well, maybe I'll watch a YouTube video, you know, or I'll talk to a friend or whatever. And then learn as you go is a big thing. I'm all about doing things live. Like we're doing it live. This is broken. Oh, well, fuck it. We (laughs) don't know, you know, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, consistency figuring out like kind of your place maybe talking in a few communities kind of getting a feel for it and then just learning the software does take a while to learn and it's constantly changing but i mean you mess around with youtube and tiktok it's Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you've gotten tiktok you could do twitch as well bill does stuff on twitch he does music he streams music and stuff and it's a lot easier to set up than it was back in the day too so back in the day get yeah. off my lawn hey. and i'll i'll be like oh what's the demographic of your ken of your channel or does um, it does it, it vary it varies i get a lot of the age demographic that i have is between 25 and 55 um it leans a little bit more male than female um most well yeah um most of my people that um you know watch the stream they're either on the west coast they may be in the east coast but they have office jobs or whatever where they can like pull me up and just leave me on in the background um and lots of european viewers and i hate that word too i'm sorry i hate the word viewers but um lots of lots of overseas and whatnot so what do you like to do beyond twitch and streaming and it sounds like that takes a lot of your life but i'm sure you have other interests beyond that um yeah so i i do love working out it is something that i'm very passionate about i have recently delved into the world of legos um (laughs) i like to read but yeah i've been like lego crazy lately to the point that I've been streaming Lego builds because I'm just like I just want to build Legos today and that's what I want to do have you been Um, going did you go to Legoland I did not go to Legoland um, but I have been to the Lego outlet 
store, which was a terrible mistake. Do not let me near any Lego stores for a long, long time. What was your last project that you put together? Um, I am currently doing a time-lapse build of the old-school typewriter that looks like the ones that would be in schools. It's like the green. And then I'm also currently building the treehouse. I did the Hogwarts castle first. I've done... Oh my gosh! So many, and I You're love gonna them. have to do the Star Wars Death Star. That's I, a that's a oh, must. So the original one sells for about twelve hundred dollars. Oh my gosh! Um, and then I really want to do the Millennium Falcon, but it's about mm-hmm. eight hundred. And I really want to do, wanna do the piano things, mm-hmm. or do you give them away? No, I keep them for the time being. I did the haunted house too recently, which was like three and a half feet tall, and it was really cool. Wow, it's amazing what they do out of Legos truly yeah my treehouse we learned the other day i was putting together the treehouse and there were like some plastic scissors and it had me put it inside the bed and i was like what the hell why am i putting scissors in the bed and actually ari and i were talking about it and we were like what is this and so we looked it up and apparently like it's good luck it wards off like bad tidings at night and it can also be like something that you really want to do and that you want to be passionate about so like i mean lego hides like all kinds of cool stuff in there Build. It's really nice. cool. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's There's a Golden cool. Girls Lego Lanai set that I would like to have, but <gasps> I did not know this. Yeah. Do you like Golden Girls? I love Golden Girls. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Actually, one of my mm-hmm. sound alerts is a variation of the Golden Girls theme song. <laughs> Next week, they're having Golden Girls Bingo at Mabel Ooh. Hall. Knox oh, Pride wow. is sponsoring it. Are they? Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. My friends my manage Mabel Hall. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of inci- exciting. We'll have to talk to Michael. So fun. So now I'm thinking of a Twitch channel of nothing but birds from Target. Seasonal fabric birds that you get from Target. Could do it. Just do that on TikTok. Do it. I mean, there's crazy. Like and the put thing- them in little scenarios. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man, you should oh do that, gosh. too. Yeah. You do that on there or TikTok. I've seen a lot like of really claymation. cool. Yeah, like the, <laughs> like the fuzzy bears and stuff that do on TikTok and stuff. Yeah, the, there's crazy stuff on Twitch that streams now. Like there's animals and uh, they'll just like put a thing in like an otter pen and like you'll watch the animals or like a chicken coop. They'll just leave it on all day, and people sub to it. They tip. Really? They, and they watch the animals. Yeah, or they'll set up like an automated thing could that do like, that feeds for them. my birds. And I would like to exploit my granddaughter without like exploiting her. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you always can for children Wait, under a certain age, though. An adult has to be present, according to Toss. Oh, I don't want her on camera or anything. Oh, well, then, I just yeah. want her voice. I just yeah. want her voice. Absolutely. Like we're into making music right now. Oh, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> she has a little keyboard, and uh, she'll I make say, you a star. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really cute too. She is a beautiful child, for sure. <laughs> she is adorable. Do you have children? I have a fifteen-year-old stepson. Okay. I can't believe he's fifteen already. He turned sixteen in July. Oh gosh, is he already bugging y'all for a car? Uh, he has a his grandmother gave him a truck. Um, oh wow! But he currently does not have his permit, so yeah, which is a good thing because I would have a heart attack. Um, 
So, yeah. Yeah, honestly, to teach him to drive, I think you guys should get an outside person. Oh, he knows how to drive. Does he? Yeah. Is he a good driver? I, I mean, he's all right. The truck's a little big for him, so... But, I mean, yeah, he... That's awesome. I had my friend Chip teach both of my kids how to drive because yeah. they got on my nerves so bad. I was <laughs> like, um, you're not going to listen to me, and I'm afraid I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Chipley, will you please teach my children to drive? And he was like, I'd be happy to. So and we all played paper, rock, scissors to see who was going to do it. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not doing this, so I don't even want to play. Like, yeah. just I'm not getting into that game. <laughs> So that's yeah. fun, though. That's wild because he was just young, taught. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really because it hasn't been that long ago, but it feels like it's been it does. forever it feels ago. Like it. It's been like wow, so mm. long. It's well, uh, where can they find you? Continue. Um, so uh, for Twitch, I'm on Twitch.tv/continue. It's K-I-N-T-I-N-U-E. Uh, Twitter is the same other than it's twitter.com. So uh, continue. Instagram is official continue. And uh, TikTok is continue as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm about to go follow you everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. follow her everywhere. As they say, say, don't follow me too close. I walk off of ledges. But (laughs) as they say. As they say. I can't take credit for that one and you die yeah no sometimes, sometimes. but don't die yeah don't die continue ag. What do you got? continue you? don't die <laughs> you got anything coming up gail yeah i have a lot of stuff coming up yeah yeah we'll talk about okay. that later just i got a lot of comedy stuff check me out at gab and gail time everywhere yeah whatever everywhere that's important <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere that you can find me or follow me on Facebook at Gail Grantham Comedy or Gail Grantham Page. I don't care. One of them. Well, I did have a lot of shows lined up, but all of them keep getting canceled. So I'm going to go into May and talk uh, about Bold Burlesque in Asheville with Rebel Vital. And uh, I'll be performing there at the auditorium May 13th. I'm bringing a little poovy. Oh, that'll be fun. And a little Colin. A little taking you to Jesus. That'll be fun. Super fun. So. Yeah. But you can find me. I am Bruce Tonsils on FET and TikTok. And I'm Braddy Von Beaverhausen on Instagram. Very good. Very this has good. been so much fun. It is. Have you had fun? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Do you it. want to sing on the outro? I will it's butcher it. It's the same as the f- intro. I'll make weird noises. Does that work? Whatever you want to do. All right. I love weird noises. Thank you. Now we do. We thank our listeners so and much. smash that like and follow button on whatever yeah, platform you're listening to. Yeah, send us an to. email at gabandgirltime at gmail.com. Yeah, we we'll love those. We'll send you a sticker. May, maybe send you'll you a get a swag bag. Who knows? We just got new magnets in. We got magnets and buttons and stickers. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, and if I ever get on it, we'll have mugs. <laughs> but it's just a matter of getting on it. <laughs> I just oh my God. Like if we collection. only had somebody in our life that would hold us accountable for the things that we should do. Need right. To do. Nope. Nope. It's willy nilly. Nope. The, the, the inmates have the keys. They have overtaken the asylum. At least here. We did have that discussion this past week. Uh, 
he's just like, I know that I need to, I need to do more. He goes, what do you need from me? And I said, the shit that I've needed forever, you know, accountability and discipline. He's just like, God, I just don't know if I've got time. Somebody needs to hold that person accountable and give them discipline too. Right? You accountable and give them and give you discipline. That's what it's been like. <laughs> never I don't know vicious cycle. gave me a talk and it was gross and so now I'm you know compliant <laughs> but as always we thank you so much for listening to Gavin girl time Gavin girl time Gavin girl time <laughs> <laughs> sounds like me trying to play a horror game. It's a terrible scorch piece. Don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what a scorch piece is. See? The, we've got the elderlies. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> <laughs>